everybody, how you doing? I'd like to welcome you back to another amazing episode of Blessed by Measure podcast. And as you can see, we all in the uh, all in the building right now. You know, it's the it's the coming together episode. So as you can see, we did one episode with the alpha males and a high value man. And then we did another episode with the ladies. They did the modern woman and the feminist. and the feminist. This episode is we all coming together. Because at the just want to let y'all know we was never separated. Mm-hmm. We was always we always came on one accord. Amen. But I'm showing you the actual what it what it, what it really looks like. All right, and it's once again we're still under God's surface. It doesn't even matter. Right. All right, and you know how we do before we get started. Hey, what's going on, guys? Dominic Jordan, glad to be back. How y'all doing, everybody? Casper, glad to be back. Bless everybody. Glad to see everybody in the building. Hi, y'all. I'm Sophia Lewis, and I'm excited to be here. God bless you, everybody. I'm Lakeith Lewis. Excited to be part of this Blessed Beyond Measure broadcast. Before we even get started, episode, we always we always got to put it in prayer. You know, we got to make sure God is in. God is in. Even though He's been in the room already, we we just got to make sure that we want to let God know that we we acknowledge His presence. All right. So, um, Father God, I just thank you for bringing us here today. Father God, just remove all of us and Holy Spirit, come in and do your thing. Um, Father God, any person who is is still not in the understanding of the episodes that we had prior. Father God, let us be the direction tool that you need to get them to the position you want them to be in. Father God, Father God, bless all the guests. And even our sister, Elisa, who couldn't make it, Father God, bless everybody, Father God. Whatever dreams, goals, and aspirations that they are looking for, Father God, just reveal it to them in the name of Jesus. And Father God, just continue just to bless this podcast and push us forward in a mighty swift wind. I know what I just said right now is going to cause a shift. Yes, Lord. Sometimes that shift might not be ready for, but I'm just thankful for it, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, and... We got everybody in the room, which makes it amazing. And at the same time, I'm glad that we could all be in a room and have a good discussion. Right. Ain't nobody fighting back and forth. It was all under God and we all straight. It's not a problem. All right. You sure about that? Huh? You yeah, sure about that? No, no, oh, okay. no right. well, me and you, you know. Oh, okay. Right, you know, right, 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 right. Might have to fight you after the episode, but, you know, as far as everybody else. <laughs> Keep it Christian. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I loved about the two episodes that we had right is that how we can always we can have a a, 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 a conversation about a specific part but we it'll be different but it'll still be all under one accord yes. there's no like confusion there's no um i would say we, we're not being right we're not gonna be like oh no well what what scripture was that in? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, we go all, you know, we have, but we all, we all could come together. We could, if we could, and then another thing is we'll see, I never, it'll be a part that someone says that I never noticed. Like, and then my, then a light bulb in my head will go like, oh snap, my man hit something crazy. You know, that's one of the things that, um, I would say that I liked about the episodes. What you guys says, what you think? Oh man, it was, um, I thought it was just powerful. Um, anytime that you can always get two different sides, right, of, right. Pe- of a different gender or man or a woman, but then ultimately our goal was the same, right, and we connected the same through the word of God, that was the most powerful thing, regardless of how we, you know, how we started and where we finished, I thought was just so important because ultimately 
um, when it came to the modern woman feminist and the alpha male and the high value male, we, we it's basically based off of lie. Right. 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 It's 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 us believing the enemy and constantly looking for identity that God already gave us. Amen. So I think that was what I was I got from both sides. Amen. Really love first of all these discussions where we could come together and just, you know, talk because we understand what's going on out there and what it really is, the enemy trying to separate us. Right. And trying to tear down, I would say, the institution of marriage. Right, and, and, and get us to doubt one another, cast fear in what God has for marriage and what marriage is, is intended to be. So I feel like when we were talking, and I, I love the podcast by the young ladies, um, it was so enlightening. And you could just see that, uh, you know, the, the, the spirit of discernment was in the room, and, you know, that the, the uh, um, skills were, were just falling off the eyes. Right pretty much where you could see through the lies of the enemy and they were just dissected. You know, it was just a wonderful thing to see. I think what is, one thing that I took from just watching both videos and stuff like that that I thought was very important and something that was highlighted just from both that I just caught now was a lot of this stems from hurt. Right. Um, the word of God always talks, it talks about a hope deferred makes the body sick. Right. And a lot of what we're seeing right now is that you have people who are hurt to the heart of them. And now they're making things up to make them feel better. But it's really not changing anything. Oh. And um, and so I, you know, because I remember when Dom said it, Dom said it's like sometimes I feel like these brothers need a hug. Right right? right, right. But then he said, you know, just just a, like a father hug. And the fact that we had to kind of like. Um, and I, I caught that, that we had to like decipher and make it known, not not anything different, right? Right. Like a real loving father in a right. healthy way, right. just goes to show you where the culture has gone. Mm -hmm. oh, because when he said that, automatically my mom, my mind went into a different thing. Right. Because we are so conditioned, mm -hmm. right, that anytime a father or anytime a mother or somebody shows affection to you, it's like why. Right. What do they want? What are they trying to do? You know, it's very questionable. And all of that stems from, you know what I mean? And it's and it's just the trust. We don't trust each other anymore. Right. Because and, you know, but that's how society has us. We're suspicious of everybody. <laughs> amen. Amen. And, you know, what's good. Um, what makes and what makes this argument that we have in so good and so relevant is that as believers mm. and like Lakeith said in the in the episode that we had, we're not attacking anybody. Right. I don't want no one to feel like we're attacking them. Right. That's why if you notice if you go back to our page, I showed you what was the end game right. of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I put up that video to let you know that it was the the end of the the whole end game of it was to bring whoever is lost to Jesus Christ. Amen. That was the end game. He was never attacking anyone. Right. But at the same time, me and my sister, we came with a mission to destroy all strongholds. Hallelujah. That was our mission, destroy yeah. all strongholds. Yep. You know what I mean? Yes. So if you feel that we're hitting you a little bit, mm. or if you feel a little bit discouraged about what we're saying, mm -hmm. then that's when that second video goes into play. Mm -hmm. 
Look at that video right there, and we will reel you back into Jesus Christ. Amen. We're never here to we're never here to physically, mentally, all those other things and all those other ways to attack you. Right. That's not our goal. Right. Our goal we come in love. We come in love, and we, but at the same time, like I said with me and my sister, we gotta dive into these topics to have this discussion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> to have these discussions, yeah. we got to get into that water. Yeah. Sometimes that water's three feet. Sometimes that water's twelve feet. Sometimes it's an ocean. But we got to get in that water, man, because we got to get, we got to pull people out. Right. You know what I mean? So, and at the same, and then another thing is the um, just what makes this recap so amazing is that how we all could come together, right, and everybody have different ideas. Right. But then when one person says something, a light bulb automatically lights in the head. Like like if we didn't have an idea of what to say, mm -hmm. someone can trigger right. an idea. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's why I think that's why I love the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit will always come through at those little moments when you're like, all right, well, I know. I know my turn is coming to what I'm going to say. And all of a sudden, bing, light bulb coming. You come up with a whole analogy you never thought of. And everybody like, ooh, like, right. you know what I mean? So those things is what make it good and at the same time we all under one one umbrella which is god Amen. you know what i mean and you know some of us some of us and then another thing i like about it is is that some of us come with certain things off our minds some people come with scriptures mm -hmm. and then we just dissect the whole thing and but it's still based on this subject right. we will never right. go it'll never we'll never be right. well you know well sometimes you must say we'll go left <laughs> i'm not even gonna say, say that <laughs> sometimes we'll go we'll left but the goal is to keep it, you know, within the um, within the topic, man. So that's what just makes it uh, so amazing, you know. Just because of the culture that we're in, what is it? How can we as believers start to shift the culture, right, as it pertains to like, you know, with this particular um, with the particular alpha man and the high value man? How can we bring it back to a state um, you know, not because not everybody's gonna want Jesus, right? Right. But, but one thing that we can teach them is, which will eventually lead them to Jesus, is how to value who God created you to be. We respect what you said, as far as like everybody doesn't want Jesus, mm -hmm. or everybody, you know, is not let's say not ready for Jesus, right? Right. right. So, um, with that being said, you know, I think what we have to do is continue to preach Jesus. Because you know this, we what we here, what we're here to do, is to um, is to spread the truth, right. tear down the lies, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I believe that the Holy Spirit would do the rest. Right. You know, the Holy Spirit right. is going right. to convict. Right. You know, channels such uh, such as this, mm -hmm. as um, they're going to get out there. You know, right. our God is going to control the algorithm. Yeah. So you know, we just have to stay steadfast in what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but with that being said. You know, um, what we find is that the enemy, he's a master and very crafty at just tearing down, you know, the God-given roles mm -hmm. that we have been birthed into. Right. And um, Sister uh, Sophia, you know, she so eloquently spoke about it, those roles. Um, she brought up Genesis and how mm -hmm. uh, Adam was created first and then, uh, you know, Eve was created second. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything that we need Every, as far as life is concerned, we can find in the Bible. Yes, right. All right. And so we got to look at it like this. Um, you know, we are out of order as a people mm. because we 
we want to turn away from these roles mm. that God has created for us mm. in, in order for us to operate in a healthy setting, yeah. right? So just think about it this way. When you buy a piece of furniture from the manufacturer, the manufacturer sends you instructions yeah. right. on how to put that piece of furniture together. Okay, and if you move, if you leave one piece of item out, it could be a, just the smallest screw, mm -hmm. that furniture is going to be leaning. Something's going to be right. off. Right. Right. That's so, good. That's good. because we're out of order and we're not following the roles that are given unto us, you know, this is exactly what's going on in society. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all we could do is just keep doing what we're supposed to do. Ephesians 5 tells us all about it. We could talk about that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. right. But uh, I hope that sufficiently answers your question, uh, at least a little bit, sis. Yeah. I didn't know he's gonna come with a question like that. Let's go, dog. Um, that was a good question, man. Um, yeah, man. I'm gonna I'm say what I said in a previous episode, with what I realized about what's going on with society, right? So sometimes the way life is going, right, we feel like God is not in it, right? Because it seems like everything is so far away from him. Mm. But then one of the things that I realize is that there's one road to God, but there's many roads to Jesus. That's right. Many roads to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So even when it seems like a person is going astray and they, mm -hmm. they so far, I don't know what God has. Right. It could be somewhere on that next Tuesday, God might show up and be like, you know what? This is my time to bring that person in. Come on. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't. So that's why I try not. I even though it's, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, I have to think like that, too, because it makes mm -hmm. sense. Like it feels like, well, well, what can we do, mm -hmm. you know, as a church or what can we do as believers? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what, how society is, how the culture is going and things like that. Mm -hmm. But then some but then there's a part of me, which I know is the Holy Spirit that's saying that's always telling me God is still in control. Mm -hmm. It might not look like it, but God is still mm -hmm. in control, even with sometimes you've seen some of the most chaotic things mm -hmm. happen in the world. And a person who is not a believer, they're always going to be like, well, what is, what is your God doing? Right? right? What right. is your God doing? If, 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 if you do believe in God, then why would he allow this to happen? Right. right? And then my answer is always, God is always in control. Mm -hmm. Even when it doesn't feel like it, he's still in control. Mm -hmm. So what I do, you already know what I do. I just keep mm -hmm. it in prayer. <laughs> Just keep it praying, man. Just keep it praying. I just keep it in prayer. Everything. Keep just keep it in prayer. I'm something, but you keep it in prayer. I just keep it in prayer, and I hope and I just pray that God will meet that person mm -hmm. at the at their darkest moment, man. Right. Sister, answer your question, right? Which is an excellent question. What do we do as believers to um, help the kingdom? Basically, that's what you're saying, right. in, in essence. Or bring the people back. Bring to the, the people. Method or, yeah. Amen. And. Um, <laughs> What I see is what's going on right now. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Right. We're right. where we're supposed to be right now. At least this right. panel of people right now right. is where we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. And God puts something in each and every one of us, each and every day, but he already knew us before we were born. Mm. So what we need to do is what God has purposed us to do for mm. each and every one of our lives. Right. So... My my wife has a purpose. Melissa has a purpose. Mm -hmm. Brother Yanel has a purpose. Casper has a purpose. Dom has a purpose. Mm -hmm. And everybody's purpose is different. So today I might be out on the street, mm -hmm. but that tomorrow it might be Sister Melissa right. doing something on the street. So whatever God has purposed you to do.
but we have to close our minds to the things of this world so we can get out there and do the things that we need to do. And these things will cause people to be drawn to the love of Christ. Our lifestyle, our what we're doing, our Amen. missions in oh, life that's right. will that's draw right. people to Christ. So as long as we're becoming better vessels to bring his word, these things will be done. I, I, I believe that. I speak it like that because I, at 48 years old, I got saved. So before that, I didn't know the word of Christ. I didn't know the word of God. So I don't care how long it takes, as long as there was faith coming by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing, because some of us are stubborn sometimes. Some of us are hard-headed sometimes. Some of us don't want, want, want the Bible, they want a bottle, you know? So I can go on and on and on. So sometimes we get stuck in a rut sometimes, you know? But, but God, I can leave it at that, but God. I just want to respond to what Brother Lakeith just said. He listed his age. He gave us his age. A lot of people think that they can't add on to their chapters. The book. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. But I love when people tell their stories, especially when they came into Christ. A lot of people think that your story is over. And a lot of us, especially a lot of us who grew up in the church, a lot of people have cl try to close our books, make, our think, make us think that, you know, these chapters are over with. And I always said, man, you don't know what the story is. But you're also a part of that book. So you got to remember what role you play in, in the kingdom and in that person's story. You know, somebody's going to add some positive experiences. Somebody's going to add some negative experiences. I prefer to be on the positive side when that story is written in your book. Mm. So I love that he said, my eight my said 48, 48. You couldn't close his chapter. He had more to write. He had more to write. And he still has more to write. If you're living and breathing, nobody can end your book. But to answer my sister's question... We have, a pro we have a promotion issue, right? We're being outworked by people in the world. We have a promotion issue. People only know what it is that they see. So a lot of the things that's most popular with us are the negative aspects. We, we are being outworked. So if you want to bring people in, you have to show your W's. In a humble way, but you got to show your W's. Oh, you winning because you with Jesus? You winning because you and your wife are with Jesus? You winning because everybody under your household is with Jesus? You got to show your W's. We don't show our W's. Sometimes we think, you know, maybe it's kind of humble. No, you got to show people that God wins and that I win when I'm on that team. So it's a promotion issue that we have. And that's why we're struggling to draw people in because people who are in the world don't mind promoting their lifestyle, whatever it may be. So, Dom, I totally agree with what you're saying here. A lot of us as Christians, we retreat. We do not go in for the win at all. We don't go in for the win. What we do is we sit back, we relax, and we wait. Even though we see something that is incorrect, even though we are to be that change, we do not move forward for the win because we feel that 
hey, you know, God, God is going to take care of that. I see it. Maybe I'll go home and pray about it. Right. Right. So here's, here, here's my thing. Here's my thing. In order for people to see right, first we have to, like Mission Impossible, deactivate some things. Right? So we have to deactivate what you deem as valuable. You understand what I'm saying? You goog. You got to deactivate what you deem as being valuable because what is valuable to you might not be valuable to me. Amen. Amen. You come with this stuff here. Y'all come here. Come here. Okay. Because whatever you value is what you worship. Whatever you value is you give it its worth. Amen, husband. You give it its worth. That's what you value. That's what you worship. This is what you bow down to. This is what you look up to. So in order for there to be a change, first of all, we have to deactivate what you believe in, what you think as being valuable is. Because the only thing that should be valuable to you is God. So uh, just bringing it back to the whole um, high value man and, you know, uh, modern woman conversation. As I was thinking and, you know, you know, watching your breakdown, as you know, you ladies discussed it, high value man and, and modern woman, they're pretty much the same thing, but for opposite sex, right? right? So here's the thing, this, again, the enemy with the craftiness to plant the seed in that we don't need one another. Right. So um, here's the thing. As a father, I have three boys, three sons. And um, I want to, you know, pitch this to somebody who has some daughters on, you know, how are we going to raise up daughters or even uh, my sister, Melissa. And, well, you're a, a young woman coming up in this society. Right. You know, I see you, brother. So my, my whole thing is like I realize um, I have to teach my sons from young on how to be husbands. Because here's the thing, we, we were, I, I feel like we were never really um, taught on how to do relationships. You know, we, we, we're just we sent out there and like, okay, you know, hey, you know, make it happen or whatever have you. And then a lot of times marriages fail because we don't have that knowledge, right? So here's the thing, my question is, um, you know, how, as, could I have, uh, some young nieces as well, and you know, they're my heart or whatnot. And I've had conversations with other parents, uh, you know, who have daughters. And I'm like, okay, you know, when do you start talking to them about being a wife? At what age? Because what I find nowadays is that a lot of times that we as parents, we raise our children out of our own fears. So we send our daughters and our sons, you know, out into the world based off our experiences, our negative experiences. I'm like, okay, you know what, you don't need a man, go out there, you know, go to college, get, your, get a job or whatever have you, you know, a man can't do nothing for you to be misindependent, you know, but the whole thing is about kingdom marriages, you know, we, we got our, we've been told to go out there and procreate, yes, but when we procreate, we're creating, uh, you know, uh, kingdom children who are supposed to go out there and carry the message that we taught. This is how we take back this world. Right. So I guess my question is, you know, okay, 
how do you feel, you know, as a woman, you know, when you're raising your young children, your young daughters, because uh, uh, those are very real fears out there because mm -hmm. some, you know, men, uh, a lot of times we as men, we drop the ball. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so we, we got to, you know, how do we balance that is my question. To answer Casper's question, which was a very uh, good wow. question, and it was very, uh, it made me get real strategic with my answer. I'm going to say it made me get real strategic with my answer because I have both. I have daughter and sons, right? But he said specifically daughters, right? So this is how I would answer that question. What I would do is one of the things I noticed with children is that they do a, a lot of things according to what they see. Yes. So I would have to physically show my daughter what a man is supposed to do how he's supposed to treat his wife and raise his kids right now 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 i'm also gonna answer your other question with dropping the ball right so now this is when now this is when the wife and the husband thing come together with dropping the ball part right so as a husband in my most weakest and vulnerable moments right when i do drop the ball right then that's when my wife comes in and she catches that other side where the ball will never hit the floor. So if if so, like you said, dropping the ball. So let's say I, I'm doing great. Right. And then the ball, I'm like, oh, snap, the ball slips out of my hand. Right. And it's about to hit the ground. That's when my wife scoops it up and she gets that ball. And then she and then that's when we have that conversation, that communication, what is necessary in the marriage. Because a lot of marriages getting divorced just off of just communication that's aspect right. of it. Right. So that's when my wife will come in and then me as being a man i don't have no pride i will be vulnerable to my wife i will be vulnerable to my wife mm -hmm. now yes as men yes are we scared to be vulnerable to women yes we are right but at the same time that's when the risk i don't have a problem taking i don't i don't i don't want to commit myself to god right when we go to altar and then be afraid to tell my wife something. If I told, if I said yes to God that I will do what I have to do mm -hmm. as far as women, then I'm gonna give her my all. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna give her my vulnerable. You know what I mean? And then as my wife, she will be understanding. And then she would, you know, and then she will pick me up. She will encourage me as, you know, a woman would do. Encourage me, encourage me, encourage me. And then I'll get back in my, and then I'll get encouraged so much that now I can get back in the game. You know what I mean? So that's what I would do. That's just answering both your questions. For the for the daughter aspect, um, I would um they go by scene first. Mm -hmm. And then for the dropping the ball part, that's the part where my wife will come in and you know, catch the ball. Brother Casper, what an awesome question. Challenging question. Thought provoking question. A lot of that. Shots fired. I got a question back at that question. You're not supposed to do it like that, but it's a thought-provoking question. It's a way of answering it. And Jesus spoke a parable, so mm -hmm. he actually provoked you to answer your own question. So that's what I'm going to challenge just men here to do, women also, and the men, the viewing out there. If we all close our eyes and just thought about our daughters, if you have one, I do. I happen to have a daughter. Mm -hmm. You have a daughter. We have mm -hmm. daughters. And think about the man that you are mm -hmm. 
marrying your daughter. Not in, you know, pervert, I know perverse kind of way. Right, but right. Yeah. So if the man that you are mm -hmm. is capable of being with the woman that you've made her to be, if mm -hmm. you don't open, if you open your eyes real quick after that thought, mm -hmm. you're not there. You're not there. That thought scared you just oh, now. Oh, I see. Right. You can right. sit there and sit back right. and vision. Now, if you okay. keep your eyes closed <laughs> okay. and you still have a big smile on your face, you're that man that your daughter should should envision. You have painted the picture, like a brother Yanel was saying, that image, because we have to be able to frame this in a certain way. You got to be able to frame it. And, and how do you frame it? By being, again, I'm saying the same words over again. We actually literally have to be, live that lifestyle that they can say, listen, mm -hmm. I want that. What they got, I want that right. in some kind yeah. of way. Right. So we actually have to exemplify that. Right. How do, what model do we have? Some mm -hmm. of us come from broken homes, mm -hmm. broken families. The model that is unshakable is God, right. Right. our Father. Right from the beginning, he te he teaches us how to be a kingdom man and mm -hmm. a kingdom woman mm -hmm. simultaneously through Adam. Actually, mm -hmm. without in, in Adam, we're not going to get into the details of mm -hmm. gender, but he teaches us how to be a father, how to actually raise and rear a family from that too, from being a father. Mm -hmm. How do we teach our daughters, man? That's a great question. That just brings me back. I got to tell you another story in regards to that. Using uh, my daughter, one of our daughters anyway. Um, I used to sit down. She was about four years old. I used to literally sit down in a little Barbie chair. And if you can imagine, it's all pink. And um, she had like three or four chairs. And she put her dolls there and literally sit down and have tea parties with her. Right. You know, drink the little fake tea if she wanted to put some water or whatever it was in there. I'd drink it, you know. <laughs> but I made sure I put a crown on her and I made sure I served her and I made sure I, I, you know, I did the things that she might not have realized it right then. But I knew I was raising a queen. Mm. And I don't mean a queen as the as the world says queen. I mean a queen as kingdom. Right. A kingdom woman. Amen. Amen. So, I didn't know then how powerful it would be now, but I knew I was doing the right thing by showing her that I'm gonna sit down, sit down and push the chair under for you. I'm gonna do those things for you. And those things and those conversations started at three, four years old. And you give them what they need at each different level, which is gonna look different at each different level. That's so good. that's my way of uh, coming mm. at that. In regards to, in regards to your question, Casper, um, I believe when you're raising girls, you are the example. Mm -hmm. You're the example. Girls tend to look up to their fathers. Mm -hmm. Because see, if, you, if you're in a home with the mother and you treat the mom right, mm -hmm. the daughter is not going to accept anything less than that. Mm -hmm from the person that she meets, that she wants to have a relationship with. She's not going to take anything other than you need to treat me right. Mm -hmm. And then in the Bible, it does not say that women are to raise the children. Mm, that's right. That's truth. That is facts. It is the father 
That's our responsibility. That is responsible. Fathers, train up your child in the way that they shall go, and they shall not depart from it. Fathers, it's your responsibility to train up the child. Now, the woman is in the house, right? But that's not her responsibility. It is the man's responsibility. So when we speak about this order, now we have this order in the home because there is no father. Now, the woman takes on the responsibility of the father she takes mm -hmm. on a role that was not meant for her to take on mm -hmm. right so when we speak about our kids we speak about them uh, 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 pouring into them we have to realize that as we said previously that what you teach them is what they grow with mm. what you teach them is what they grow with if you're not pouring into them positively then guess what? They're going to find it someplace else, and it might not be the same way. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? It might not be the same way as if they would have, if it, if it was the parent that taught them that mm -hmm. in a positive manner and in a godly manner. Right? right? They would now know that, listen, I, I can't accept anything less. Right? Because now you're training up the child in the way that they shall go and they shall not depart from it. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's well, there's a couple of things um, that I wanted to, that I was listening, I wanted to just bring up as regards to raising daughters and stuff like that. I think sometimes one of the, one of the misconceptions or a bad thing when raising daughters and sons or whatever the case may be is that we separate how we raise them. When right. biblically, it's no separation on the standards of God. Amen. Amen. Right. Um, and I think when you raise your, you know, when you raise your child the way that they should go, even when they veer to the right, they'll always come back because they know that. I think also what's important is we have to understand what's around them and the surroundings that are around them as well. Amen. Because one account that I think is very important and people tend to bypass it is when you look at Samuel, first Samuel, right? And you look at Eli, right? Um, Eli's son grew up under him, right? But yet they turn wicked. Mm -hmm. It never said that it never said that Eli was a bad father. It never said that he did things wrong. Right. But for some reason, his ch his two sons went towards went astray. Right. They were given away to Bilal. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think one thing, the attack on the enemy is always going to have to come back to what are what are we watching and what are we discerning as kingdom people or as kingdom parents when we see the shift right because i i can just say for you know just growing up with me mm -hmm. um my father was a great man you know what i'm saying but my, you know my mom was a great woman but for some reason they just I, you know i you know sorry mom um i always felt like you know my dad loved my mom more than my my mom loved my dad and that's not good to see, right? right? And for me, that always gave me this impression, right, of, okay, so a man should love me more when it's, that's not what the Bible says, right? Mm -hmm. I, you know, and, and you know what I mean? And I think also it's time, right? A lot of things when I first got saved to now just mentally through the word of God, 
shifted my mind that if I would have got married when I got saved, I'd be divorced maybe a year or two later. Mm. Mm. That's good. That's good. Right? Because I did not understand, right? Because I'm coming from and I'm coming from a mindset of, oh, women do, I got to, when God said no, you have to allow the man to lead. And that's when it comes back to, would you want this person to lead you in life? And that's what you have to, I think that's one thing you have to instill in your sons and your daughters, right? For a son, is this the wife that can bring you higher? And for daughters, is this the man that can lead you to greatness? Mm. Right? And once we get those things, I think that's when you'll start to see a shift in just the mindset of culture and people. And sometimes even the church. A lot of the stuff that we're talking now is not discussed in the church on how to go out in the world and defend the faith properly. Mm. Like she said before, we sit back. Right, mm-hmm. and we wait till it gets. We wait till the problem blows up in our faces, and then we be like, "Oh, you know, we gotta put." No, we have to. We have to go. We have to get it at the root. Amen. You know, we That's have to good. get it at the root. So I think those are for me. Those are a couple of things. I'm still growing. You know what I mean? And I, you know, but that's one thing that I think when it comes to sons and daughters, we we shouldn't separate how we raise them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We should raise them with godly um, intentions and whether whatever. Just because they're a boy and a girl, they will always be raised right. They'll always know to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. One thing I also want to add to it is when you make a mistake for me in my household right because we're not perfect and in marriage you're gonna make mistakes but um when i make a mistake i have to let my daughter know that no matter how humiliating the mistake is if she was there and she saw it you know after after i'm done apologizing to my wife i gotta apologize to my daughter i say hey you know daddy's not really supposed to speak to mommy like that that wasn't appropriate because I have to continue to set a standard because 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road. And like brother Lakeith said, basically like, yo, would you want your daughter dating you? And I have to wrestle with myself and keep creating a new person so I can match up to the guy that I would want my daughter to be with. It is a constant work. And so I have to let her know, Hey, daddy made a mistake. So years down the road when you're dating, and, and that's another thing we have an issue with within the church. Stop raising our kids like it's an accident. Teach them how to date. Mm-hmm. Teach them how to date. Teach them how to date. Amen. Teach them how to be courted. So I don't want my daughter to ever be in a situation where she accepts some foolishness because of what she saw in her household she has to automatically respond say hey i can't put up with this because my daddy never spoke to my mother that way my daddy would never do that she has a standard that was always my 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 biggest issue and i I would talk about it with with my wife like yeah nobody taught me i gotta make a whole bunch of mistakes mistakes that i shouldn't make some of us have made mistakes that you 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 got to live with the consequences of that for the rest of your life because we were being raised like we were an accident and brother dom you just gave me chills man um and i gotta admit a lot of my shortcomings 
you know, because I, I'm a product of my, my parents will actually be married 50 years in November. And, um, you know, that, that is a, a real blessing. But the also problem with that is that I came into my marriage thinking I had all the answers because I saw certain things unfolded in front of me. So I was like, right, I'm going to come in here with the solution. You know what I mean? And, and I felt like my wife just had to get on board and, you know, follow my program. Even though my program was really just trying to replicate what I saw, but they didn't really understand. And so I'm saying, so, you know, it, it took me a, a minute to become, uh, and I'm still trying to become that husband that my wife deserves, you know, um, and it, it, there was a lot of pitfalls, a lot of twists and turns. And, you know, I have a son who's getting ready to go off to college. He's uh, just about to be, well, he's going to be 19 next month. And, you know, for me, it, you know, like, I really wish I could rewind time. And you know, do certain things over because, like you said, you you have to admit certain mistakes, you know, and, and you know, just apologize to your children sometimes for your own actions as a man. You understand what I'm saying? But now, like those talks, I think are so important. Like you said, we gotta teach them how to date, how to be, you know, in a relationship. You understand? And I definitely understand, uh, you know, the concerns for uh, you know, women and men who are raising young ladies. You know, because, uh, you know, our, our young queens, they're vulnerable, you know. And a lot of times the fear is in the back of our mind, what's this man going to do to my daughter? You know, so that's where, the, you know, the whole modern woman thing is coming to play. Because, like, oh, yeah, go out there, honey, and get yours. Don't worry about him. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, marriage is on the back burner until it's too late. You understand what I'm saying? So now, like, I think we have to reel it back to, like I said, we were talking about, we're going to get into it, Ephesians 5. Because when we talk about it, doing marriage the right way, doing it under, you know, um, God's ordinances, you know, is a win-win for everybody. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? So here we go. Ephesians 5, chapter, uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. I'm going to start right there because it says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. I'm going to say it again, submitting yourselves, not just one person, right? So then the next verse says, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. So that's the word that, you know, a lot of people are allergic to, submit. You know what I'm saying? So then we get the, again, the, the feminist movement where we're like, you know, I ain't submitting to nobody because I got this, right? And it says here in verse 20, 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. I'm going to fast forward to verse 25 where it says now, it's speaking to the husbands. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. All right? So what, what are we talking about? We're talking about a Christly love. If you have a husband who is loving you, but for Christly love, a man that is willing to give his life for you the way that Christ gave his life for the church, that's easy to submit to because you know that man has your best concerns, your best interests in his heart. Wow, that's so good. Um, it actually reminds us of an episode when we, I think it was Dating with Standards. Um, it actually reminds us um, of an episode that we did about that and we talked about that. Um, 
it's very interesting that you know you chose that particular scripture it says as christ gave his life for the church right i think sometimes um that that right there you know if you're not christ right you have to take it as what you want for your life has to come second to what needs to be done for your whole household it shouldn't be about your dreams it should be about the dreams that's going to help your household that's why that um that that particular scripture is so important he said like christ gave his life for the church everything we saw christ do was to get the church to find the church to heal the church so as a husband right or if if you're going to be that alpha male and that 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 um high value man that's the first level you need to do are you willing to give your life are you willing to give your desires to make sure that your family's good it's not about what you want it's about what the family's going to do to strive and when your family strives everything else in your life is striving you know what I mean? So I that's so that's one thing that I think is so important to know. And also for the ladies, he said it. It says women submit to what your own husbands, your own, not someone else's, <laughs> your own. Okay, like that. That's something that's very important because sometimes with girls, I you know I back in the world we you know like to play, you know, but you can't do that in Christ. Let's talk. You, you know what I'm saying? You, you can't do that in Christ. And um, so I think that that's something that is so important to know. And God is always going to be the roadmap to success. You know, your relationship is always going to be successful when you do it God's way. It's when you do it your way, you get in the way. And then you get an Ishmael of life. You know what I'm saying? And um, a great scripture that I think for men, if you ever want to teach your, your sons what to look for in a woman, is looking at David when he met Abigail. Okay. We, and I think I put that, I put that, I put it in the video. Watch standards, by the way. <laughs> that's a good video. Um, it, um, that's a good way to show a son what a woman should really do with Proverbs 31 as well. Those two, they go hand in hand because Abigail was literally an embodiment of Proverbs 31 in a different way. So I think that's great. And then, you know, just reading about Jesus Christ. And if you want to teach your daughter what a man's supposed to be, the great example for anybody is looking at, like he said, would you date you? You know, I always ask myself, would I date myself? You know what I mean? Like, no, be real with that. I think that's always important. On that note, you know, we always want to um, extend Christ to you. Regardless of what's being said and what's being done in the world, Christ is always there. He takes out every label. High value, he's the highest value. <laughs> You're, you want a modern woman? Trust me, he could take you down a road that you would, would blow your mind of how great you are with him. You know what I mean? So right now, if anybody wants to know more about what we're even discussing, right? Put it in the comments. You know what? Let I want to know more about Jesus. You know, I want to know what it is to be that Proverbs 31 woman. I want to know what it is to be that Abigail. I want to know what it is to be like Christ, to be that man that gives up his life for his family. 
Put it in the comments. Once you accept Jesus Christ, all you got to do is believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and know that he is the son of the living God. That is the first step of redemption. Amen. Everything else you can learn later. Amen. We're all here. We can connect to each and every one of our churches. Um, and we're always here to pray for you. So modern woman, alpha male, there's an alpha and omega, and he's more modern than anybody because he's already in the future right now. Amen. So on that note, come to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I was, you know, come to, yeah. Oh, man. So on that note, everything that we're saying is for you to understand the lies of the enemy and that you can defeat it with the information we just gave. So on that note. Hey, you already know how we do. This is Bless My Measure Podcast, signing off. Peace. See <laughs> y'all. <laughs>